following has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure. This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. That's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. (laughs) You like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll never have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my favorite. That's That's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, we go. Yeah. on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toaster. Sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities, a Thursday edition, and we are full today. We are looking forward to talking basketball, wrestling, hockey, football, and a little bit more of everything else that's going on out there in the world of sports. Anthony Noreen, head coach of the Tri-City Storm. They're on the road. Madison, long, long road trip. Haven't had a chance to take a couple of these long road trips for a number of years uh, now that the uh, East-West crossover is back, which is a good thing. The voice of the Husker women's basketball team, Matt Coatney. They're getting ready to go see Caitlin Clark. And, uh, of course, on the backside of that, Pinnacle Bank has sold out out for when Caitlin comes to Lincoln on Sunday, February the 11th, the day of the Super Bowl, and they are sold out for a women's basketball game uh, at Pinnacle Bank Arena. So we'll talk about what he sees from the Huskers right now, uh, his view of Caitlin Clark, who he's seen, and then the girls' state wrestling duels are tomorrow in Pierce. Les Painter is the head coach at Pierce. They're hosting. We'll have it for you on News Channel Nebraska Television, and so we'll get a chance to talk with Les a little bit later on about that as well. You can be a part of the Doug and Daddy Show by calling the Billy Jacks fan line, 888-455-ESPN, 888-455-3776. Billy Jacks Pizza, the best pizza around, extremely fast pizza, subs, and salads. You can dine in, drive through. They've got curbside pickup, takeout, delivery, take and bake while you're watching the games this weekend. Don't forget Billy Jacks will get you set up. You can always tweet us at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. That's at 
ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. Email the Dent Popper inbox, Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperstation.com. Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperstation.com. We're also up on Facebook. We know the time of the Nebraska spring game on April the 27th. They're going to go at 11 a.m., give you some thoughts on that. The Omaha Supernovas, a five-set thriller last night to begin the Pro Volleyball Federation. We'll talk about that as well. But right now, let's catch up with the head coach of the Tri-City Storm, Anthony Noreen. Coach, I said six. I'd live with five. You got four last week. How are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Back on the bus again, heading to Madison as we speak. Have you made it out of the state yet? Um, we are, yes, we're just about. Head coach of the Tri-City Storm, Anthony Noreen, with us. They are on the bus as they are headed to Madison, as we said, getting a chance to see some of these teams in their barn for the first time in quite a while. But let's just recap the weekend, uh, Coach. You continue this road trip. Uh, you kept busy, and you were in every single game. Didn't win every single game, but you were in them and go to shootouts and overtime. Uh, your assessment of how you played last week with some of the new guys back and still missing some key contributors. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously we knew it was going to be a challenging road trip and playing three games in three nights and having to travel between the, the Thursday night game and, and get in early morning Friday and, and playing two games against a team that was sitting waiting for us. And, you know, all things considered, again, I think if you would have told us we were going to come out of that weekend with four points that we were going to push overtime in every game, um, are you satisfied? No. Do you take it? Yes. And, you know, again, especially given the fashion, I mean, you're down 3-1 against the top team in the league with six minutes left on, on Thursday. You find a way to tie it up. You win in overtime. And what was probably our you know most thrilling, enjoyable, memorable, whatever you want to call it, win of the season at Fargo. They hadn't lost the game there all season. Um, and then you go into Sioux City on uh, on Friday, have a really good start. Obviously, like I said, they're sitting there waiting for us. We get into overtime. You, you lose it in overtime, but you get a point. And then Saturday, you're, you're tied the whole game. And uh, they score a goal with just over a minute left, and it just kind of feels like, okay, maybe it's not our night. And, um, you know, our guys hang in there and, and score a goal with two seconds left to tie it and push overtime in a shootout. And again, I, I think we, we certainly got our, our money's worth with three, three extra periods. And uh, again, I, I think some good miles, some, some good, um, certainly memories and, and, and scars for our team. I think it's, it's good to go in those, those arenas, feel those games, see how tight it is, how hard it is. You know, to to win against the best teams in the league, and uh, some guys had to step up, and I, I thought a lot of different guys did. So I, I thought we found out again. I told you before the weekend, we find out a lot about ourselves. Uh, you know, really proud of the resiliency, but obviously a lot of areas we can still grow. Coach Anthony Noreen, Tri City Storm, with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Just talk about when you have a three game in three night road stretch and getting the pep and the step of being able to do what you did in that first game on Thursday, like you mentioned, down a goal with seven minutes to go and you just win it outright. Yeah, I mean that was again, it was it was pretty it was fun to be a part of. It was special. I mean, you know, they go up 3-1. We answer back within about 20 seconds and score. Nick Rukonakis' first goal of the year, some feedback from injury. And, you know, I thought that was just a huge boost to our bench. And, and there was just that feeling. You know, we, we, we earn a power play late, and our power play had scored a goal. Uh, you know, it had been hot for us uh, late, and they scored big late to tie it. And then we get a power play going in overtime and score another power play going in overtime. And uh, just felt like it was something based on the way our guys – 
have just been going about their business lately, something that they, they earned and something they certainly uh, deserved. Uh, you know, I think this team's really come together in the last probably three weeks here, and uh, it was nice to see them get rewarded with, the, with that result on Thursday night. Talk about the goaltending, because for the most part, this was one time where you guys got outshot a little bit. Uh, you were able to take advantage of some of your shots. I think on uh, Saturday, you might have only had three attempts in the third period, yet your goaltending kept you in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was argued that our strongest point of the season of the weekend was our goaltending. Um, I thought both Cameron on, on Thursday and Saturday and, and Ivan on, on Friday, the, all three of three games, it was tremendous performances. Uh, at the end of the day, like the, the job of a goalie is to give you a chance to win, and all three of those guys gave us a chance. And, you know, at times, specifically Thursday, I mean, you're playing a really good team, and, you know, they, they can they can have you in a little bit. They could they could put some pressure on you, and it was one of those things where we talk about just bend, don't break. You know, yeah, they're going to get shots. Let's keep from the outside. Let's not give up second shots, and, you know, let, let's defend as a group and get it out of there as quickly as we can. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think in all three games, there were some quality chances that our goaltenders turned aside. And, uh, you know, I think he said, I mean, uh, you know, as those weekends go longer, especially you get into Saturday and the third and three for our group, like, you, you need your goaltender to be your best player. And, um, I thought both those guys were great the whole weekend. Coach, tell me a little bit about the difference between a power play that you're on versus pulling your goaltender in that last minute when you need the game-time goal, which you had to get in that situation a couple times over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, specifically just because of time and space. And, and again, that, that's what our game revolves around is, is creating time and space for guys that can make skilled plays and on the defensive side, you're t- trying to eliminate time and space and not get any room to make plays so you know when it's a normal power play and it's five on four nine guys on the ice four defenders plus a goalie obviously there's more there's more room there's more space to make a play you know six on five it's a little bit tighter there's not as much room you know the other thing with six on five is they're one you know, flick of the wrist down the ice away from putting it into an empty net and ending the game. So I, I think, you know, there's a reason why a power play clicks at so much higher of a percentage than a than a six on five with the goalie pulled does. Uh, you know, having said that, we, we've been fortunate in these last two seasons where we've it's seen, I, I would venture to guess that these last two seasons I've scored more goals, our teams have scored more goals six on five than the previous five before that like it just seems to be something and i think it's a resiliency thing i think it's a mindset thing i think it's a belief thing where we just find ourselves in those situations and we just find a way to put a puck in the net and i mean trust me that game on saturday there was probably six or seven chances for sioux city to get that puck out of the zone and if they get it out the game's over and it was like second third effort fourth effort fifth effort you know we glove a puck out of the air we win a race we win a battle we win another battle you know, finally had a little bit of that time and space I talk about. Trevor makes a great play to Cam, and Cam threads the needle with a, a, a goal that, you know, again, a high, high-end play. And uh, he said, you, you just don't see that much, but it's it's something, fortunately, you know, we, we've been able to be a part of a lot the last year, year and a half. Head coach of your Tri-City Storm, Anthony Noreen. They're on the road uh, to take on Madison. Uh, coincidentally, Madison, the exact same point total that the Storm have, only they're in the Eastern Conference. The Storm is in the Western Conference. So what can you tell us about this trip to Madison? Yeah, I mean, obviously a, a far trip for us. Again, continuing, uh, this will be our 
fifth and sixth game in, the, in a row on the road, and, and obviously a long trip, but a, a team that, you know, you, you see this a lot in our league, where a team is really down one year, and then they're up the next. And, it, and Madison's a team that at this point last year, they were they were down and out in the standings, and they, they sold some, they had some really good players, individual pieces that they were able to sell, and get some draft capital, get some players that were returning the next year, get some affiliate players, and, and usually when that happens, um, they're going to be much better the following year. So I think they're in that situation where, hey, they were a last-place team last year, but they sold and they built for the future. This is their future now, and I, I think it's a, it's a really good, well-balanced team. They're extremely fast. Um, they've got some guys who, who could score up front. They've got a really good goaltending tandem and um, just a good veteran decor. So it's a, it's a, a tough team to play against. And again, it's been a few years, but it's a really tough road barn to play in. I mean, it's essentially like a youth hockey rink, um, you know, built out with some, some, some seating in there. And, you know, it gets loud in there. They get a lot of people in there. Uh, it's tight. Uh, and again, I think they do a good job, uh, you know, year after year. They, they play well in their home arena. Coach, uh, and that's not the only two games you have because uh, you go to you go to Sioux Falls on Tuesday, so you come all the way home and turn around and go back, right? Yeah, as I always say, it would be nice to have someone on the scheduling committee that actually has ridden the bus before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put that. I'll keep putting that in the suggestion box until maybe one day they they take that into consideration. But yeah, it's it, it's what it is. I mean, listen, I, I told you, I, I think this is a good challenge for our guys. Um, there's there's no excuses. There's opportunities. This is an opportunity for us. Again, we're going to have to do it if we're going to make a run. We're going to have to do it in playoffs. You know, like we did last year, where you, you play and it's a big turnaround. You're going on the road and, and you're playing in a do or die series. So I think that's a really good test for us. And um, obviously, try and manage our energy levels and, and make sure our output is as good as it can be. Whether it you know Friday night, Saturday night, and obviously a quick turnaround then again on Tuesday. We've talked about the health of your team the last couple of weeks. Where are we at on the bus today? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty similar. Um, you know, we were we were without our Timmy Nizabayev and our August Loon all weekend last weekend. Nick Rukinakis played the first four periods of the weekend and then was out, uh, you know, from that point on and out on Saturday. The good news is we'll get him back in the lineup uh, again this weekend. And, and we're hopeful, hopeful with August and our Timmy that it's not too far out. Uh, be a huge boost when we get those guys back in our lineup for sure. Uh, you know, Coach, uh, Michigan's getting a new football coach. Does anybody really care because it's a hockey school? <laughs> my my uh, former coaching mate, Rob Rassi, would agree. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, good for Coach Harbaugh. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, you know, in the coaching community, there's guys that you you look at, you have a ton of respect for, and I've just always respected his his enthusiasm, his energy, his passion, his care for his players in the game. And, uh, you know, I have a feeling that they'll have a really good replacement to keep that thing rolling. Any other news uh, storm-wise here that uh, you want to pass along to the fans? Um, you know, I, obviously just some, some really promising stuff from, from some of our alumni as of late, you know, specifically the guys playing in the NHL. Shane Pinto comes back yep. last week after suspension, scores a goal in his first game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been fun. Isaiah Seville dressing for the for the Golden Knights. Uh, Zach Jones has played again a bunch for the New York Rangers. Just watching those guys night in and night out, seeing the highlights and seeing what our guys have done at the college level. It's, been, it's just been awesome. It's been really fun. And, uh, obviously excited about this group and the, and the stretch run we have here. And excited to get back home on home ice and have our own 3-3 three and three for the first time at home uh, You know, next weekend. 
you know, we usually don't talk too much about college hockey unless, A, Omaha's doing something, or, B, we're getting to the Frozen Four slash Sweet 16. Who's hot right now? Give me, give me an early help when we get to our brackets. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to Wisconsin right now uh, to play Madison and, and University of Wisconsin. Mike Hastings, who went there from, from Mankato, man, he's, I, I remember saying he'll turn it around. I don't know if anyone thought he'd get it going, but they're, they're a top three team in the country right now after kind of been, being way out of it the last few years. I think that's, that's a real dark horse team to look out for. And then I think the two Boston schools are Boston University and Boston College are both pretty loaded this year. Uh, I think that, to me, those are probably the best three teams going right now. All right, Coach. Uh, man, go get a couple more in Madison, and uh, we'll talk with you again next week when you finally get to have some home cooking. Sounds good. Thanks again, Doug. Thanks, Coach. Anthony Noreen, head coach here at Tri-City Storm, joining us Thursdays here on the Doug and Daddy Show. And again, they do finally return home February 2nd and 3rd, next Friday and Saturday. But at Madison this Friday and Saturday, then they turn around and go to Sioux Falls for a single game on Tuesday, your Tri-City Storm. Well, don't forget, anytime, breakfast, lunch, dinner, afternoons going home late in the evening taco john's in Kearney is open for you two locations 419 east 25th street on east highway 30 or on the north side of town west 56th street bigger better bolder and sign up for their bigger better bolder rewards loyalty program and get free food starting with a free fried chicken taco with any purchase just for joining the Boulder Rewards Club. And, of course, right now in the month of January, check out one of the favorites, the six-pack and a pound, $2 off. You get six tacos, hard shell, soft shell. You can mix and match them, plus a pound of their potato olays. Don't forget the cheese sauce, folks, or whatever it is that you like to dip them in because it's so, so good. They're open for breakfast. They're open seven days a week. It is your Carney Taco John's. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll talk a little state dual wrestling with Les Painter of Pierce, the voice of the Husker women's basketball team, Matt Coatney. Where's the line? We'll finish up. Andy and the gang are getting ready for the AFC and NFC championship games. Little college hoops and more. So it's all right here. Keep it with us. The University of Nebraska, located at the U.S. Meat Animal Research Center, four miles west of Clay Center, Nebraska, has permanent openings starting at $18 per hour and higher pay with experience. Positions include custodial two position, farmhand, and cattle ranch hand. Excellent benefits with all permanent positions include medical, dental, vision, employer-provided life insurance, up to 185% matching retirement, 13 paid holidays, vacation leave, sick leave, 15 college credit hours per year for employees and dependents, and an on-site fitness center. If you're interested, they are willing to train the right motivated person for all positions. To learn more, apply now at employment.unl.edu and search Clay Center as the keyword. That's employment.unl.edu, keyword Clay Center. Or call Sheila Trampy at the UNL Personnel Office at 402-762-4150. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. 
In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you by our friends at Huskers Sit and Sleep, 1907 Central Avenue in Kearney, where they sell it right off the floor so you can see it, buy it, and take it right away. Of course, they're going to deliver it if that's the way you want it done. No pressure sales. It's the same low prices every day, and they're open seven days a week for your convenience, 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, 1 to 4 on Sunday. Gotta love that. Who's open till 6 anymore? They want to make sure if you're getting off work at 5 or 5.30, you can still swing by and maybe pick up what you want or take a quick little look. They're open there on Sunday for you as well because maybe that's the only time you have to ch- stop in on a Sunday afternoon. John and the gang there going to do it for you. The best prices in town, low overhead, low prices. Brand new furniture and mattresses. They come with all the manufacturer warranty. It's just that they don't pressure you and they sell it right off the floor so that gives them the low overhead and they'll take care of you at Husker Set and Sleep 1907 Central Avenue in Carney. Well, the UNK basketball teams are home tonight. They'll be taking on Emporia State. The doubleheader begins at 5.30. Here's one for you. This uh, this happens. It's happened before. It'll happen again. But if you watched any of the highlights or checked it out online, you thought Hastings College was playing Hastings College last night. The women's basketball team beat the College of St. Mary 76-57, to and uh, they forgot to bring their uniforms. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, you're you're at that next level where it's not every kid brings their uniform. I guess they just have this, you know, the managers and the equipment people, and somebody forgot to grab the bag with the uh, uniforms, and so there you go. Uh, they throw in and have to wear the visiting uniforms for Hastings College, so they had the light and the dark. And we were just talking about that yesterday with with uh, Jimmy back when uh, Hastings High uh, got down to the state tournament, and one of their opponents. Uh, packed the wrong uniform so you couldn't both wear white out there and they had to wear the unis of somebody that played in the previous game so it happens and uh, that way they were able to get the game played last night but the Hastings women do win at 76-57 so the Bronco men and women now will hit Northwestern of Iowa Saturday afternoon and then Briarcliff Sunday afternoon that's their makeup games and we'll have the action for you on KHS the 21st ranked Creighton women also winners 77-72 last night over Georgetown some other uh, significant notes. We talked about Jordy Ball being named to the U.S. Softball Collegiate Player of the Year Award watch list yesterday. The only player out of the Big Ten there. Kiara Anderson from Hastings College is the field athlete of the week. She has the best weight throw so far in the NAIA this year. Henry Zimmerman, Big Ten Men's Co-Field Athlete of the Week, the second week in a row for the Husker, who broke his weight throw by a foot. A foot. I mean, usually when this happens, you're talking tenths of seconds in races, maybe a half a second in a in a monsterly long race. But here, when you're breaking weight throwing shot putting discus by a foot that's pretty impressive for uh, henry zimmerman high school sports the lincoln east and columbus boys were in the finals yesterday of the heartland athletic conference bowling tournament and columbus came away with the championship after dropping the first game uh, they really rolled well over 200 in all of the final three and they won it three games to one and the grand island girls were also able to win in four sets yesterday over norfolk so they are your heartland athletic conference champions 
champions Hastings is now in Lincoln today. The Eastern Midlands Conference Bowling Tournament is going on. In wrestling today, Hastings High is at Grand Island. Centura's welcoming in Kearney Catholic, Gibbon, and Donovan Trumbull. Minden is at Aurora tonight. And then high school basketball on KHAS Radio. It'll be Sutton at Sandy Creek. On the Vibe 98.9, Axtell is at Highline. Also tonight, Hastings High welcomes in Norris. Uh, Franklin is at Blue Hill. That's makeup games from the Storm. Uh, SEM is at Amherst. Kennesaw is at Deschler. Ord's at Donovan Trumbull. And Nebraska Christian is at Wood River. In conference basketball tonight, Kearney Catholic has consolation games for both the girls and the boys, and they gas up the bus and vans. They're headed to Fremont Bergen for the girls and David City Aquinas for the boys. The championships of the semifinals and finals this year are at Hastings St. Cecilia. The girls' semifinals are tonight, and it'll be a Tri-City matchup as the top seed Grand Island Central Catholic plays the St. Cecilia girls at 5.30. Then Bishop Newman takes on Lincoln Christian. At Grand Island Northwest, it's the boys' semifinals in the Central Conference Tournament. Tonight at 6, top seed Crete takes on York, followed by a Laura and Adam Central, and it's the RPAC Girls semifinals tonight in the East Division. The winners bracket final has Alma playing Southern Valley in Arapahoe at 7:30. In the West Division, they're at Hitchcock County, where Maywood Hayes Center will play Paxton, and then the championships are coming up on Saturday. So a lot of high school activities, and tomorrow on News Channel Nebraska Television, we will be bringing you the girls' state wrestling duels. Now they get underway at 10 a.m. We will be bringing you the final two rounds starting at 2.30, including the championship match up at Pierce. And then on Saturday, it's Kearney Bellevue West basketball on News Channel Nebraska. Tomorrow, Kearney Lincoln North Star basketball here on ESPN. But back to the duels. We welcome in Les Painter, the head coach of the Pierce girls Folks know him from Cambridge. If you have anything to do with girls wrestling, Les has been at the forefront of about everything there is to do with it. And uh, Les, a brand new event tomorrow. How are you? I'm doing awesome. You're right. It's a brand new event, and we we really hope it goes well here in Pierce. Let's talk about getting the duels together, because I would think one of the reasons that we didn't try to bring in duels with NSAA events is we just didn't have enough girls to maybe have enough schools that have competitive field dual teams. Is that accurate, or are there other reasons? No, I would say that's 100% accurate. You know, we've went from a you know four years ago when we had like 728 to now having over 1600 and we as the NSA or NSWCA we uh we talked this summer and said hey we would like to see if we could start accomplishing this and and get this to show that it can happen and then turn it over again just like we did with the girls over to the NSAA it's, it, you and I both know the goal in this whole thing is to always win an NSAA championship but Sometimes we have to start a little further back. So we, we went off last year's uh, duels off of any wrestle and decided to go off of that and kind of pick the eight teams. Uh, a couple of them had conference meets and couldn't, so we picked up a couple others. But we want people to see that these girls' teams have grown big enough to be able to do state duels just like the boys. How There is a system uh, for the boys. How did you determine who was one, who was eight, who was two, who was seven? We went. I actually had any wrestle. We went off of their, uh, basically their duels, uh, dual uh, rankings for girls, and had them go in and seed it. That way, I had nothing to do with it. Where it was in Pierce, I said, "Hey, I'd just as soon do this." So I had Colin Pfeiffer from uh, 
from any wrestle and drew Kassler and, and them kind of look at some things and go, Hey, where do you guys feel like they should be? And I had them put it together for me. As we take a look, we're still in one class. So Minden's there, Pierce is there, but basically everybody else is class A. Talk about getting that opportunity just even for your team to take Papillion La Vista on in the first round tomorrow. You know, we're, we're just excited. You know, it's one of those things Papillion right now is a little bit beat up. But it, it is always exciting for us, you know, when we get to go against other teams that are bigger. We, we go into the Norm Manstead with 45 other teams, and, and, and every year I say, hey, they put their shoes on just like we do. And how, how we come out here and compete says a lot about us. You know, with those 45 teams, I said I wanted to be in the top 10. We ended up in the top five. And so it, it's a, you know, anytime you get a chance to compete, it, it, it comes out, especially in wrestling. You know, it's a mentality, and that's what I love to see in our girls right now is we have that toughness of mentality. doesn't mean we're always going to win, but at least we're not going to go out there and cower to anybody. Talking with Les Painter, he is the head wrestling coach of the Pierce girls, but probably even more than that, uh, I call him the czar of girls wrestling in the state of Nebraska because you've been there from day one. I think maybe just explain uh, further here, before it was a sanctioned sport, the NSWCA had ran a couple of girls' state tournaments that were held in York, and your organization has been huge in uh, providing these opportunities for quite some time. Yes, and it has. And, and Norm Manstead is at the front of this. Our CEO, he is, one thing about it, he, he is the granddaddy of it all as far as I'm concerned in wrestling. And you're right. When we started out our first year, we had 178. Actually, our first year was 78 girls. Our second year there was 178. But we were the only participating schools during COVID that actually showed an over 100% increase in, in kids, which was huge for the NSAA to then take it over the year after that. And the writing of this proposal, there's a lot of people who have joined behind us and have made this thing huge, which, again, coaches had to buy in, and the state of Nebraska had to buy in, and right now everyone has, and everybody can see the growth by some of the issues going on, So, and that's a great problem to have. Tell me a little bit about the field tomorrow, um, and Grand Island be the number one seed and, and so on and so forth. Just tell me a little bit about the field. You know, number one seed Grand Island is just so deep. They have, I think, 44, 45 girls out. Um, you, you've got Norfolk, who's the number two seed that I'm, I'm just telling you, they're young. They're a, an up-and-coming superstar, as far as I'm concerned. Andrew Stowe has done an unbelievable job over there. Number three seed is Papio. Again, Jamie Brown has done a great job um, continuing to grow this in the last couple of years. So she was an assistant, came over there. Four or five seeds is Millard South and South Sioux City. South Sioux City is the you know, reigning state champions. They're good. They lost a lot of depth last year. Millard South, another up-and-coming um, school. Two, two coaches that I'm telling you with girls wrestling are unbelievable, outstanding human beings. Um, they're at four and five. Again, us, we're setting at six. I think you know if we wrestle well, we can compete with them. Again, like I said, Papio's a little banged up. Number seven's Minden. Just love to, to see the growth in these smaller schools. And Jeff's done a great job over there. Uh, unbelievable how they've grown. North Platte, this is their second year. Dale Hall, you get him involved in anything, and it's going to grow, and it's going to be good. So I'm excited to have them here um, and excited to see this field. And again, I'm just excited to see all these coaches because they're some of my best friends. 
It's going to be a fun time tomorrow. Again, the uh, state duels will get underway at 10 a.m. at Pierce. Round two will be at approximately 11. Consolations 12.30. Semifinals 1.30. We'll hit the air at 2.30 to bring you the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th place matches, followed by the championship and uh, consolation matches up there. Uh, You know, Les... We were sticking our chests out in this part of the area because we kind of believe that Reagan Galloway was probably the best girls wrestler in the state last year. Who are the top individual wrestlers that folks will be able to see tomorrow? Um, some of the top girls. I mean, you got Papillion with Vista again. When they step on the map, they've got a 145-pounder in Emma Stice, who's really good, who who first round's going to go against mine, who's sitting there at length. They're both got three losses on the year. Um, Isabel Keeler. So you're gonna you're gonna get to see some good matchups there in the first round. South Sioux City, they're one thirty five pounder. She she's just a stud. They wrestled all over the her all over, and she's been to Florida with us. So even my own daughter, you know, who's tomorrow she's gonna get a crack at some one twenty. She's been at one twenty five all year, but we've got her down, and and we're gonna see where how she can do there. She's a third ranked girl at at one twenty five. We'll see how she can you know Maggie Painter. So. Again, there's just so many good wrestlers, but there's some good wrestlers again right now that are banged up that just just should not be wrestling until sub-districts also. Again, uh, there's a difference between being a dual team and being an uh, individual team that will get down to Omaha next month, uh, but this is definitely something that uh, is exciting. What is the uh, conversation with the NSAA about uh, having them sanction the girls' state duels. Are we still a couple years away? Do they like the idea? Where are we at? You know, I think it's going to come down to how well this is, you know, perceived, and, and can we do this? And when it goes to two classes, nothing against it, but there's going to be 120 schools. If out of those 120 schools, there's not a lot of schools that could field a dual team, just like you said. They're so much different. Omaha West Side. They're the team to beat, and, and, and I, I don't know if anybody can touch them on the individual side. But on the dual side, they've got just enough opens that people can hang with them. And I, I can see that in Class B. So I think it will be a couple years, but again, I've seen some proposals out there that it could be as early as next year and, 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 and doing some things. And when I say that, that's just scuttlebutt, and that's talk. But again, things only happen if, if people start talking about it, and, and then it becomes you know, reality. So, again, at least it's in talks right now. Tell me a little bit, uh, we've talked about the sport growing here uh, as as it has here for uh, girls wrestling. And like I said, you've been there uh, from the forefront. We're thinking about maybe we're going to go to two classes. Do you think that there's yet another jump for girls' participation here in the next year or two like there has been the last two years? I think you're going to see a, a little plateau um, coming. But again, you just have Kozad who just added. There's other teams out there that are going to add. They're waiting. You know, they, they've started in their little kids program, but are waiting to add till they get in, in there. Um, the proposal right now would be the top 56 schools would be in Class A, and the and the rest of us would all be in Class B, which numbers wise is pretty you know pretty much where it would be where it should be, I guess. So it looks equal across the state. But yes, you know, and if it doesn't go to two classes, I could see it plateauing even faster because nothing against it. If you don't feel like you have a chance to compete at the highest level, some people may take a step back and say, ah, I'm not sure I want to do this. But if we keep adding, and it's no different than being A, B, C, and D. If you had to 
say which one you thought was the best, we'd all have our opinion. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think the same thing will happen in girls wrestling. And, and everybody's like, well, I love that you have a true state champion in the girls. I get that. But you don't do that in the boys. You have four different state champions. The girls deserve uh, a split in there, too. And that's, I, for me, I love the boys. And I, I love everything about boys wrestling. But I am the girls' advocate, and I will do what I think is best for these girls and push for that, too. And Les, just how cool is it that the duels will be televised tomorrow because the boys have yet to be? <laughs> no, it's exactly. It, it, people need to take notice that people want to see wrestling right now. Wrestling is as popular as it has ever been, and that's an attribute to everybody that is involved. People like you, people like, you know, even me, people, Norm, you know, everybody in the state right now, wrestling is as popular as it ever has been, and it needs to be televised. People want to see it. A last minute here with Les Painter so we can let him get back to teaching class up there at Pierce as the Nebraska Scholastic Wrestling Coaches Association girls' duels are tomorrow. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't open the floor a little bit to you, Les, for all those in the wrestling community here. Uh, they know that there's been a ticket issue, and there have, Stu wrote an article about it, and he wrestles wrote an article about it. Uh, Mikey Carnes, who a lot of people have followed on uh, his social media for years and years and years, another wrestling Hall of Famer. So if you're into wrestling, this will be interesting if you're not into wrestling i understand that as well we love to talk horse racing we love you know somebody will want to talk nba you know it's all things like that but there there is some uneasiness right now and there shouldn't be because there's so much positive with the sport of wrestling about what they may have to do to change the state tournament and there's some ticket issues this year which i think when we get all said and done it's just not going to be as convenient, but people that want to get into their sessions will be able to get into their sessions. I thought you might want to address that from your standpoint. No, and it, you, I think what you said earlier is, is so true, is that there's so much positive going on. And, and yes, it may be an inconvenience, but I agree. And, and the one thing I just talked to somebody about is, let's see if we can you know, open up the standing room only tickets earlier. Something for these people, because honestly, everybody's going to get in, in my opinion. Um, and again, I could be wrong. I, I, again, it could be an inconvenience. But at the same point, I could not imagine being Mr. Higdon right now. I would not want to be wrong. Uh, I can't imagine the pressure he's under. But people need to understand one thing. That man has grown our sport unlike anybody. And, and again, the, uh, the people before him did an unbelievable job. But, yeah, we got shorted tickets. And how many, I, I don't know. I don't even get involved yet. But everybody, I agree with you. Everyone that wants a ticket will be there. At, in some capacity. So I, I hope for his sake that this thing can kind of go away before state wrestling. <laughs> and it's not going to. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the cold weather. Eventually it will warm up. So <laughs> we can't wait. We can't wait till tomorrow, 10 a.m., first action. We're on television at 2.30. Uh, you can follow along at any wrestle. There's a lot going on for the wrestling community. The first girls' state dual championships, which involve from our area, Grand Island and Minden, but, of course, statewide tomorrow on News Channel Nebraska Television. And I hope a lot of people that watched the Omaha Supernovas on NCN last night will get that chance to uh, watch what was going on with more female uh, athletics on Friday. I'll see you tomorrow, Les. Thanks for the time on the Doug and Daddy can't Show. Can't wait. Take care, buddy. Les Painter, head coach at Pierce here on ESPN Tri-Cities. We've got a lot more coming up in just a little bit. Matt Coatney is going to join us. We're going to talk about Nebraska women's basketball and uh, how the Huskers are doing, where they're at, uh, trying to make the NCAA tournament, and uh, what he's seen from the Big Red. So uh, keep it here. The Doug and Daddy Show continues in just a few moments.
Calling all superheroes. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. Become a volunteer that works side by side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You could keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes, we see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision, plants with purpose, outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own, and every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Doug and Daddy show rolling along on ESPN Tri-Cities. Glad to have you with us as things continue to melt across the Midwest. And we'll get closer to the start of planning season. We keep telling you about TNL pivots and everything else that you need to get ready. Right there with you is PJ Smith Seeds, your Fontenelle hybrid dealer for corn, sorghum, alfalfa, and soybeans. A fairly new company in their third year, and they want to get acquainted with you and help you through your seed recommendation process process but not just then they want to be there all year long answer your questions help solve problems but uh, planning through harvest they're there for you and don't forget that this next growing season 2024 will be the last year of the Fontenelle brand but its legacy will continue as Fontenelle's products will move into 
the 2025 year with the new channel brand. This year you're going to be able to get Fontenelle and a select number of channel corn products, but it's a great time if you're going to make the transition to come aboard and see what the new channel brand is all about. That's what Preston and the gang at PJ Smith Seeds can do for you. Like them on Facebook. They're up on the website as well, pjsmithseeds.com. Well, keeping it rolling on this Thursday, let's talk with Matt Coatney, voice of the Husker women's basketball program. And, of course, he can't wait for the pregame of the Nebraska spring game on April the 27th. Matt, how are you? Good morning. Happy New Year. Hey, it's great having having you guys with me. It feels like a heat wave here in the upper three. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. It's so great. Uh, Did you watch some Supernovas last night? I uh, wasn't able to. I was I was uh, away from home. But uh, how about that crowd? Wasn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah, I mean, Nebraska, Nebraska fans are, are unbelievable. We were just talking uh, the high school state girls dual wrestling tournament is tomorrow. We were talking with Les Painter up at Pierce about that. You've got the Omaha Supernovas with their first. We still are playing off uh, volleyball day in Nebraska. The Caitlin Clark phenomenon. Matt, uh, you've been, like me, covering sports guys and gals for a lot of years, but this year just is a little bit different. If you would have told me back when I started covering women's college athletics in the early 1980s that the AFC divisional playoff game featuring the Kansas City Chiefs would not air on a regular over-the-air broadcast network, (laughs) but a regular season game between two Big Ten teams, between Iowa and Indiana, would. I would not have believed you, but that's what happened uh, two weekends ago when uh, the Chiefs appeared on Peacock and Iowa and Indiana were on Big Fox. I um, love everything that's going on with women's athletics. I think it's a natural progression uh, of the impact of Title IX, and uh, I hate to use the word acceptance, but the, you know there were a lot of people through the years that really looked down on women's athletics, and 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 at times looked down on me for what you know. Why do you want to do that? I'll never forget when I filled in on uh, Husker baseball one time, and you know I have umpired softball for 31 years. I've called five national championships. Someone said to me, "You can do baseball." We thought you were just a women's basketball guy. <laughs> And I said, yeah, I grew up wanting to be a girls basketball player. And, you know, that just kind of went from there. You know, um, I love it. And um, I, I'm so happy for uh, for everything. And, but um, it, it, it really is a, a great time right now to see uh, what is going on in the world of women's sports. There are a couple of things, and maybe you can fill in to the next level as we're talking with Matt Coatney, uh, voice of Husker women's basketball and a variety of other things, too. But... A, probably I'm leaning towards coverage. There's always been talented women athletes. It's not like Caitlin Clark. And, yes, maybe it's to the next level. I'll, I'll give you that. But is it just because we have more outlets, even if it is a streaming on a Peacock or you know NBC Sports or CBS Sports, not the main, main national, but their offshoots, ESPN2, U, is that the reason or are there some other reasons? Well, TV executives are all about eyeballs and what brings in money, and what raises their advertising rate. And what, I, what, I've, what I've tried to tell people through the years is the impact of Title IX is that they gave opportunities for young ladies to compete, which meant their fathers and mothers took them to youth soccer, youth volleyball, youth basketball, youth softball, 
and it became socially acceptable. Back when I was in high school in the late 70s and the early 80s, it still wasn't really socially acceptable uh, for some daughters to go play sports. Now think about that. In today's world we live in, but I've seen it. And, um, you know, the first year I called women's college basketball, Division One college basketball on the radio, we were tape delayed <laughs> anytime we were up against a men's game. Who wants to listen to tape delay on the radio? But that's where women's sports were. But now I think that we've had two generations of fathers go and attend their daughter's youth sports. It's become more socially acceptable in the United States. I even hate using those words because it's always been socially acceptable to me. I've never understood why there was was any delineation. And I've, I've talked to so many people through the years and said, you don't have to pick between men's or women's basketball. They're, they exist on their own. You don't have to pick between the football team and the volleyball team. They can compete in the same season. You can enjoy Husker baseball and Husker softball at the same time. They're separate. But don't try to compare them because they're, they're different sports, and you can enjoy both. And then I think there's some of that in terms of the eyeballs uh, that people are looking at it. And they, in today's world, people growing up, especially youth, they see absolutely no reason why you can't cheer on uh, the Husker volleyball team and, and appreciate what Caitlin Clark is doing. And then also be very, very happy with, with signing a Dominic uh, Riola as, as a quarterback. They, they, they don't see those lines like there were 40 or 50 years ago. Matt Coatney with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. We're going to break down the Huskers here in just a moment, but what's it like calling a Caitlin Clark game that you're going to get to do on Saturday? Um, it's it's a little bit different. I mean, uh, I the thing about doing a game against Iowa is there's not a lot of game prep. I've seen him play a million games. She's a special athlete. I mean, and I think that people have grown, grown to respect overlooking her antics on the, the floor, which are unpalatable to a certain uh, segment of fans. But she brings people into the game. Um, you know, I, I did get to talk to her for a little bit a couple years ago. I got stuck in an elevator with her. She got stuck in an elevator with me, better said. <laughs> I would say she's a very nice, engaging young lady. Her skill set is is unbelievable. The list of, of accolades she has is off the chart. But what it's going to do, and I had this conversation with somebody the other day. They said her her point total will never be eclipsed. I'm like, sure it will. Uh, you know, I was at Missouri State, the school that Jackie Stiles set the all-time scoring record, and everybody said this will never be eclipsed, and it didn't last all that long before Kelsey Plum eclipsed it. So anytime someone says that this record won't be eclipsed, it always is. And what the reason it is is there's some little girl or little girls out there seeing what Caitlin Clark is doing, and they're in the gym perfecting their 38-foot jumper. <laughs> They're in the gym uh, perfecting their passing. They're in the gym perfecting their dribbling because they want they want to match her skill level. And I think that's the one thing that I'll probably talk about during our broadcast on Saturday is if she's bringing focus onto girl sports and for every autograph she signs and the NIL money she's getting, good for her because she's helping out the entire sport. How does one beat Iowa? I used to think you had to hold them to that magic 60-point total that has been kind of the Achilles heel of Clark and her teams while she's been there, yet Ohio State puts 100 on them on a Sunday. What is the key to being in the game in the fourth quarter on Saturday? Yeah, you've got to play enough defense to where 
they're not going to get a hundred. And um, you know, Nebraska um, has won at Iowa before. And Jeff Reese, my great broadcast partner, he says this, and people are like, "Duh!" But you have to outscore them. And what he means by that is, you're not going to win at scoring sixty-two like Nebraska did defeating Michigan two weeks ago. You're going to have to get in the seventies or eighties because it is almost impossible to hold Iowa under seventy. And that's because Clark is a, has a, a five-tool scorer. If you try and take her away. She's a savvy enough passer that she's going to get Hannah Stolke or Gabby Marshall or Tim Martin involved. Um, if you try and say, okay, Caitlin Clark, we're just going to play you one up and not let anybody else score. Well, she'll outscore your team. So you're going to have to, if Iowa misses the shot, get the defensive rebound, and then you can't turn it over. Um, you have to contain their runs because what Iowa likes to do is intimidate you by getting a flurry of points, going on ten nothing run or a twelve nothing run. If you can keep their runs to five or six, um, I hate to say muck the game up or ugly the game up, but you got to do a little bit like that. Iowa wants to get to eighty. They feel like if they can get to eighty, they're going to beat you just about every time. So if if they're in the seventies, they understand they're in a game. So. Um, you've got to play defensively good enough to control the glass, which Nebraska has been a great rebounding team this year, um, not have any live ball turnovers, and by all means have great transition defense to slow down their transition game. Another couple minutes here with Matt Coatney, voice of Husker women's basketball. They go to Iowa, and then, of all things, we told you they're selling out Pinnacle Bank Arena when Iowa comes here, which is another uh, landmark spot. What do you think about this women's team? It is so hard, no matter who you're playing in conference, men or women, to win on the road. Where do you think this Nebraska women's team is through 19 games? Yeah, there's a little bit of inconsistency with this team. I think Amy Williams would agree with that. Um, I think that uh, they've had some really good signature wins. The win over Michigan, who um, the last two years has been to the Elite Eight and second round of the NCAA tournament, was really, really good. The win over Maryland, exceptional. Uh, The win over Georgia Tech has turned out to be a really good win. But uh, the loss of Minnesota hurts, no question about it. And a very winnable game at Penn State the other day. Nebraska is right in the middle of the pack of teams that are behind the first three in the Big Ten. Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State, clearly the top three teams in the Big Ten. Nebraska is tied for fourth place right now and actually has a tiebreaker over Michigan. So all these games right now that Nebraska has coming up with Purdue, uh, with uh, Rutgers at Michigan again, these are all separation games for the NCAA tournament. I think Nebraska's on the bubble right now, sliding in. A little early to be talking about the bubble. I hate talking about the bubble until we're in February. <laughs> but the, you know, the net rankings show Nebraska in the, in the uh, late 20s, and uh, they need to stay at least in there. They're going to have to, to either beat Ohio State or kind of run the table on some of these because uh, – they can't have a loss to, for example, a Northwestern. They need to beat Minnesota at home and uh, to, to get another signature win in there. But right now, they're they're bubblicious, sliding into the tournament. Their net ranking looks good. They do have a couple of really good wins. It really hurts not having Allison Widener. I've been saying this all year. Uh, Widener would make this team, I think, at least two wins better. Uh, she's out for the year. 
And, uh, you know, that I, the, the team is a postseason team. It's just uh, what are they going to do against the non-ranked teams, especially on the road? you got to steal a couple on the road here. If they can do that and get some more consistency, then I feel pretty good about their NCAA tournament chances. We can go PTI here, Matt, so we can get you going. But I had like three things pop into my head here, so we can go quick answers if you want to. Okay. There's sure. nine games to go. Five of them are at home. Four of them are on the road, if I counted this out right. No, five on the road, excuse me, at Illinois. So I guess there's ten games left to go, isn't there? Yep. So let's, let's say, let's just give you the two Iowa games as losses, a road game at Ohio State you mentioned, Five and five, six and four, splitting two games maybe at the Big Ten tournament. Nebraska, Charlie Cream has them on the eight line, which is comfortably in, but with ten games to go, unless you're in the top four seeds, nobody's comfortably in. Would you think that would be good enough? Yeah, they they can't trip up at home against Northwestern. They need to beat Minnesota at home. They absolutely can't trip up against Rutgers, who hasn't won a game in the league this year. They could do that, I would say so. Were you surprised about the departure of Maggie Mendelson, and what did that mean to not having her come on after basketball? Um, not, not completely surprised. Uh, unbelievable trying to play two sports at the Division One level. That's why you hardly ever see anybody do it. I think clearly she thought she could start other places, and I think she, she realizes she's a better volleyball player than a basketball player. She's a great basketball player, but she really is an exceptional volleyball player, so... Um, not really surprised. I was disappointed, but not surprised. And as you know, our favorite player is Alexis Markowski. She sat down with Jessica Moody yesterday for a podcast. Folks can check that out on YouTube if you want to. But uh, all these double-doubles, what about uh, what you've seen from her this year? She's a better finisher this year, and she feels like this is her team. She's quite the leader. Uh, Lex is uh, the voice of the bus, I would say, bubbly, fired up. And uh, this team is is very lucky to have her. She's scored in double figures every game this year. She's having an incredible season, and and she's just fun. She's a good person, also. I love I love being around Lex. Are you surprised Potts has done as good as she's done? Uh, yeah, and and I'm saying that. And she was the Missouri State High School Player of the Year. What I was surprised with is how immediately her game translated on the defensive end. She's got those long arms. She's got length. And she's a winner, and she's got that look on her face that she is going to do everything she can to win. I love Natalie Potts' game. Uh, very few freshmen come in as ready to play defensively as she has. Well, Matt, we'll wish you a late Happy New Year, but always great chat yeah. with you on the Doug and Daddy Show, and uh, we'll do so closer to tournament time. Have a fun time in Iowa. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on today. Take care. You can hear the game on uh, KHAS Husker Basketball, most men's and women's game on uh, KHAS Radio, and, of course, that game on a Saturday, uh, unfortunately, because of everything else in Hastings College, uh, won't. But then the next uh, home game on the 31st, uh, we've got a lot more coming up uh, for uh, Husker Basketball. So great to chat with Matt and sure appreciate that. Let's take a break and wrap things up on the Doug and Daddy Show right after this. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. 
put Rocky in your corner. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank Innovative Technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs and all of a sudden you get hungry. That's okay. If you're a Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Kearney, where the game and the grill are always on. A new sauna may just be the ticket for better health this year. Hello, this is Doug Detterding inviting you to see how using a Finlayo sauna can help your body detoxify itself, reduce stress levels, shorten cold and flu viruses, plus much more. We offer state-of-the-art traditional Finlayo saunas utilizing steam and aromatherapy oils or Finlayo infrared saunas. See us at Detterding stores in Kearney and Grand Island. Choose better things at Detterding's. It's a quality of life. This morning, Billy Joel is going to put out some new music. Yowza. Just listening to him over the last few years, he had kind of wanted to stay away from that, but uh, got the bug, and he's going to be doing that. So hopefully some good new stuff from Billy Joel. Doug Duda with you here in the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth tomorrow. Drake Baronic's going to be a uh, part of the show with Jimmy and Michael as they get ready for two big games with Lincoln North Star and Bellevue West uh, over the weekend. Maybe a little more talk on Michigan football. Jim Harbaugh, they may have a new head coach uh, with Coach Moore uh, by this time uh, tomorrow. Midway Chevrolet B. Buick GMC, Midway Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney, where eligible customers right now who currently own or lease a 2010 or newer non-GM product, passenger car or truck, are eligible to use a variety of offers towards the purchase of some of their eligible models, including a $750 incentive. There's always deals there, and that's why you can go to thinkmidway.com, check it out, or just sit down with your Midway Auto Dealer professional, and they'll make sure that not only do you get the car or truck that you want, that you're getting the best deal possible thinkmidway.com midway it's a better way well an interesting uh, scenario last night uh, did i i don't think i mentioned this yet that the college of saint mary women forgot to bring their jerseys did i mention that earlier okay i just just wanted to make sure that everybody uh knew that that was going on michigan and and their football uh it looks like in <laughs> pete thamel last night after it was official that harbaugh was taking the job and i guess it's not official official. I don't think anybody has said from the Chargers that it's official or Michigan has said it's official, but everybody knows that it is uh, leaving uh, to uh, take the Chargers job. There was a list that Pete Thamel put up and it included Luke Fickle at Wisconsin and Matt Rule at Nebraska plus Kansas and Kansas State's coaches. He had about six or eight of them up there and I went, oh, can you imagine if uh, at this point right here 
that uh, Coach Rule would be gone. Boy, would that put this uh, state up in arms. But it looks like it's going to be uh, Sharon Moore who filled in for him when he was on suspension. Uh, the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, he's just 37 years old, uh, seems to have the fire, seems to have the players have his back. So cool there. Uh, Danny, you were there last night. I was watching it. You were actually there helping produce the television broadcast for the Supernovas. Uh, what was it like being there? It was interesting. A lot, a lot of people, if I remember right, they said like Over 11,000. Lo- yeah. Over 11,000, yeah. A lot of energy. Oh, yeah. And just watching some of those gals perform uh, once again as uh, Atlanta did win it in five sets, 15-13 in the fifth. The next game for the Supernovas is on February the 3rd. That's a Saturday night or Saturday. I guess I didn't see the time, but they'll be welcoming in uh, San Diego for that one. So we're looking forward uh, to uh, the next contest for the Supernovas. We did mention that Nebraska's spring game, 11 a.m., Trev Alberts said last night on Husker Sports Nightly that was to give opportunity to go watch some baseball or softball. Eh, you could push back the start time of those games. I mean, that's what you've done in the past. Uh, but and I, I would think you would still want to do that because an 11 a.m. football game to go watch baseball at 1 o'clock is still not convenient for a lot of folks, although by halftime of the spring game, pretty much everybody's checked out anyway. And you never know, will it be a real game, which is what Coach Rule did last year, and everybody loved that. So tickets for the spring game, as late as it's ever been, April the 27th. The kickoff is at 11 a.m. Season ticket holders can purchase them on February the 6th, and the general public can pick those up February the 7th. You can find out more at huskers.com. So check that out uh, as well. A lot that we covered here on the Doug and Daddy Show. And uh, grateful to all that have been a part of the program today. Good luck to all the high school athletes competing today. And can't wait to be in Pierce tomorrow for coverage of the girls' state wrestling duels. First time they've ever done it. And uh, keeping an eye on all eight teams, especially Grand Island and Minden from our listening area. Starts at 10 a.m. Our coverage on News Channel Nebraska Television from Pierce is at 2.30. We'll be there as the first state girls dual champion is crowned that's 99 on spectrum it's also up of course on aloe dish newschannelnebraska.com same place you watched the supernovas last night and that's where you'll have carney girls and boys basketball at 4 30 saturday against bellevue west thanks to les painter the girls wrestling coach up at pierce for joining us today the voice of nebraska women's basketball matt coatney head coach of your tri-city storm anthony noreen Carney Boys coach Drake Veronica and more tomorrow here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Where's the line is coming up in just a moment. You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over.